Edition six. You have a limited amount of weirdness points. Spend them wisely. Welcome to your weekly dose of weird, where I share new age trends and dig up gems from the counterculture. This is the audio podcast format of the newsletter that's sent out every week, and you can find that at h i p p i e c r i t a l dot o r g or hippiecritical dot org slash newsletter. I found out about something called the idiosyncratic credit, which talks about this idea of having a certain amount of weird points you have, and can spend. So, if you consider yourself one of the more eccentric individuals in your group, this idea of the idiosyncratic credit can help you. It explains that the more social status you have, the more that others will allow you to quote unquote deviate from group expectations. A.K.A. be weird. <laughs> Imagine the intern who's awkward, unsure, unproven at work. He's going to have a lot less weirdness points to spend than, let's say, the CEO of the company, an Elon Musk. Right? A lot of these executives, they are known to be quite eccentric, but it's because they've earned that social capital, and honestly, there's that power balance that they have that allows them to be weird. I first came across this idea on a blog called Less Wrong, and I really enjoyed their post because they give practical examples of how to spend your weirdness points. Part of this advice is, you know, if if you have a lot of weirdness about you and you want to share it with the world, here's one way to be more effective: it's to ladder up. Your weirdness by spending and allocating your points one at a time. So let's say that you do a lot of things that are considered out of the norm, like you're vegan, you try psychedelics, you sun your butthole, you drink raw water, and all that. Right? That's a lot of cognitive load and so many things for let's say a family member, a friend that you're trying to talk to, to like unload all at once. It's just going to be this like weird wall. So in this less wrong post, the author is talking about choose your battles and、uh, spend your weird points wisely. Start with one topic first, and then build up to other topics. Maybe it just starts out with veganism, and then you move on to like other, you know, conversations about other diets. So yeah, starting with little battles first.、Uh, one of the simple solutions you could get around to this is to share my hippie critical newsletter with everyone you know. I cover weird stuff every single week, and you know, the more that your group gets their weekly dose of weird, the more you'll be permitted to be weird around them. So it's really a win-win. Oh, a third win, win-win-win, because I get more subscribers like you. Second item. This is a little bit of how I spent my weirdness points last week. It was my birthday, and I wrote. A poetic post on Medium, and it's usually not something that I do that often. And I'm making the point that your birthday is not about you; it's about your mom. And I came to this thought recently because my sister gave birth to her second son, and just seeing the work of motherhood. Of course, being a father, a lot of work too, so much work as a parent. But the work of the mother in caring and growing a baby for nine months. And then the day that you're born, there's so much attention to, you know, the baby. You know, 
it's like the baby's birthday and everyone takes pictures. It's a big deal. How cute is your baby? But really, the credit should go to the mom. It's her literal birthday. That's the day that she gave birth to you, to all of us. Every one of us comes from a mother. So I do want to, you know, give a shout out to my mom on my birthday. Thank you, mom, for giving birth to me. It's really about you. Um, it was all the hard work and my birthday. Like, who the hell cares, right? <laughs> like, it's it's nothing compared to spending nine months uh, trying to deliver me. <laughs> also, for some of you who might not know, I say birthday weird when I say uh, quickly. It sounds like birthday. So my friends just like to make fun of me. Happy birthday. Item three is burning sage. So I learned that this word for burning sage to clear energy, to clear the air, the ceremony, there's a term for it and it's called smudging. Like it comes from, you know, when you uh, burn the end of a sage bundle and it kind of becomes like blackened and you could, it's, it's kind of like smudgy. I bet you could use that to make marks on the ground and whatnot. I've been seeing sage just everywhere. I see it burn during yoga classes, at sound baths, even at friends' housewarming. It's now become like a memeable thing like, oh, I just had a hard day or let's get rid of this bad luck. That's like burn sage and clear the energy, right? I thought of this practice as some like ironic millennial thing, but this practice of smudging is actually the burning of sacred herbs used ceremoniously by some indigenous groups in America especially in Southern California, the Chumash tribe are big, um, it, that's a big part of their culture. And the white sage is at the center of this conversation. Uh, it's the plant that's used. It's got that classic sage smell. It looks great. Instagrammers love it. And there's actually some purported health benefits of sage. So white prairie sage is both antimicrobial and antibacterial. And it's a lot of the beliefs around uh, burning sage that clears out spiritual impurities, pathogens, you know, that there's something maybe to it. And um, a lot of the other claims like, you know, burning sage is thought to release negative ions uh, to help neutralize positive ions, um, deal with allergens like dust, mold, pollution. Um, I think that's still kind of uh, not sure. But there are actual some purported health benefits. So it's not just completely like just for the act of burning and it looks cool and smells great. So one thing about appropriation, cultural appropriation, which is kind of a constant underlying theme in a lot of the uh, new age and spiritual practices. I found out that it wasn't actually officially, le officially legal, like in writing for American natives to practice their religion until 1978 and that religious practice includes burning sage and there have been stories about how let's say uh, american indian student at a certain university they're not allowed to basically burn sage in their dorms because of whatever policies right and so um it came a long way until american natives were recognized for their traditions and their religion and it's to do practices like burning sage so with that context some groups of the Chumash tribe and American natives feel very sensitive. And there's like been a backlash from that community about sage burning as a 
uh, as this like trendy thing for millennials to do. And not only that, but there's also over harvesting of sage. You know, that this is like a precious resource. Uh, there's been one account in which、uh, hundreds of pounds of sage were stolen from, I believe, a farm in, a San Bern- in the San Bernardino Valley. So, this commercial harvest of wild white sage is a legitimate concern to con- conservationists, herbalists, and of course, American Indian groups. I found a Bustle article that、uh, Bustle is a site. That outlines some culturally sensitive ways to approach sage. And, you know, well, why not use some alternatives like burning cinnamon sticks or rosemary, which are、uh, far less、uh, in danger of being over harvested and、um, still has great benefits.、Um, and there's also like responsible ways to buy sage. So, you know, for anyone listening, I would just recommend, you know, if you're looking to pick up a sage bundle, just like buying a lot of. These like spiritual items that are on sale, like crystals, like really ask and inquire where does this come from? Is this、uh, ethically sourced? Is there a conscious way to buy this? Because, you know, the biggest irony is, you know, trying to elevate our own spirituality, but contributing to a certain type of capitalism that might not support that spirituality and, and is actually not great for the environment, right? Or not great for certain groups. I still have never bought sage yet. I would like to purchase some and burn it in my house and you know, keep it for maybe when the air needs to be cleared or maybe for a friend's housewarming. Like, I would like to get some and I would like to procure it responsibly. The wellness industry is now a $4.2 trillion, that's a capital T, trillion dollar industry. And that's according to a legitimate institute called the Global Wellness Institute. This is a massive number, and you might be wondering, like, okay, what, what is considered wellness? So, I'm going to list them off in this study of how they like basically combine many sub industries into this one wellness economy. One of them is traditional and complementary medicine, 360 billion industry. The wellness real estate industry, super interesting.、Um, there's more and more、uh, real estate communities that want to be. Wellness based and communal based, and、uh, th- now there's a huge flock of demand for、uh, quote unquote wellness real estate. There's also workplace wellness. You know, you have workplaces that like might provide like free meditation classes or telehealth options, and that's a $48 billion industry, one of the smaller ones in this grouping, actually. Wellness tourism is amongst one of the biggest, $340 billion. Wellness tourism, like you know, visiting eco friendly villages and all that. Preventative and personalized medicine, public health. I think that's one of the obvious ones, you know, the realm of medicine. The other bigger one, $702 billion industry, is healthy eating, nutrition, and weight loss. Then there's fitness and mind body, $595 billion. There's spa economy, is $120 billion. Thermal mineral springs,、uh, thermal and mineral springs, 56 billion, one of the smaller ones. And the biggest one that tops the list is personal care, beauty, and anti aging. Of course, you know, like the makeup industry is huge and clean beauty is a thing, and the wellness industry counts that. So that's, that's how they arrived at that $4.2 trillion mark. And that was measured in 2017. So it's got to be bigger now. I bet it's like $5 trillion. Yeah, wow. So it's interesting because 
you know, even without numbers, we see the wellness industry all around us. Crystals are seemingly in vogue. They're at almost every bookshop that I go to. Many stores now carry crystals, and um, that's a billion-dollar industry in of itself. Uh, like we had just covered, burning sage is all the rage, and spiritual festivals continue their rise from my favorite, lightning in a bottle, to Burning Man, which is often sold out within seconds. So all the wellness, uh, you know, it, it kind of sparked in me two thoughts. The first one is, are we collectively that unwell to need all this wellness? Like, what do we need uh, all this wellness for? Or is it that, you know, we've come so far as a society that we now have these new problems of luxury, right? We just like keep upgrading problems, right? Before we're concerned about just like most people being fed. And now there's some figures that like uh, abject poverty is actually around the world more or less out of existence. Um, I need to double check that, but that comes from uh, a talk from Jordan Peterson about, you know, just celebrating the human progress that um, has happened up to this point. So all the wellness, you know, it's most likely a mix of the two that, you know, collectively, we probably have a lot of unwellness, right? Uh, stress is at an all-time high, digital distraction, uh, people are feeling, you know, the stresses of technology and social media and basically too much exposure to electronics. I certainly feel that staring at a screen most of the day as part of my job and hobby, including recording this podcast. So what do you think? What do you think about the wellness industry being that big? What do you think causes it to be a trillion dollar industry? Next item I have is the Church of Satan is actually not about devil worship. You know, this is not the first time I wrote about misunderstanding Satan. I wrote an article a while back called Beyond Good and Evil and actually discovered in that article, in the writing of it, that Satan is actually not the like malevolent devil that we think is um, that comes from like horror movies. Actually, Satan was literally a fallen angel. And in many instances, he was just an overzealous protector. So by many accounts of like different readings of the Bible and different biblical texts, it shows a much fuller, more human side of, of Satan, where, you know, part of what Satan embodies is actually like humanity, like the downfall of humanity that we have these desires where we're not perfect. So, you know, I long associated Satanists and the Church of Satan by their names alone with evil devil worship. And, you know, honestly, in my mind, like something like Satanists and Ku Klux Klan conjured up the same images. They were like kind of synonymous in my head. But it turns out that the Church of Satan celebrates the human condition. And they're actually kind of like atheist in philosophy. Um, they have an official website, which curiously links to an Amazon listing for the Satanic Bible. And I quote from there, man, using his brain, invented all the gods, doing so because many of our species cannot accept or control their personal egos. We Satanists are thus our own gods. And as benevolent deities, we could offer love to those who deserve it. So very different from what one expects a Satanist to be. And uh, in case you're wondering, you probably weren't, the similarly named group, the Satanic Temple, often gets confused with the Church of Satan. And uh, on their website, they have this hilarious checklist that compares the two. 
um, they weren't meaning to be uh, hilarious, but this table has like our founding dates. And this is how much they charge for membership fees while we charge zero, although it's a $25 for a membership card. It's pretty funny. Last item in our random corner, cereal for adults. You know, I honestly think the health-friendly, delicious versions of classic foods, classic eats, is the most obvious cash grab in the food industry right now. You know, you see the IPO of Beyond Meat, probably Impossible Burger right after that, a lot of other alternative meats like memphis meats i think they're working on alternative chicken billion dollar industry might even become a trillion dollar industry with that being said now there's something called magic spoon they're not a sponsor but i discovered them through wandering the interwebs and they are a low carb high protein cereal uh, basically made for adults the reviews are pretty promising people are like oh my gosh i haven't eaten cereal since i was in college you know without guilt and the macronutrients look very promising. 13 grams of protein, 3 grams of net carbs, uh, gluten-free. It's made from tapioca starch. And apparently it tastes just like good old cereal. So I think this like trend of like food item for adults, like mac and cheese for adults and uh, cereal for responsible adults, I, I feel like that's going to cross over to all categories. And just a fun bit, uh, if you're constipated, there's also a Poop Like a Champion cereal. Uh, I love the branding on that. Interesting note on the ingredients list of Magic Spoon because I was wondering what makes the carbs so low. So reading the nutritional label, the total carbs is 8 grams. Dietary fiber is 2 grams. So that leaves it with, like in my mind, like 6 grams. So I'm like, where does the 3 grams of net carbs come from? And apparently... They're not able to show this in the nutritional label, <laughs> label, label, but the last three grams come from allulose. Apparently, allulose is a little bit like, I guess, stevia, and it does not get digested. I think it's still being kind of debated how healthy of a sweetener allulose is. It's a monosaccharide, it's a single sugar, but it isn't metabolized by the body, and it uh, supposedly it doesn't raise blood sugar or insulin levels and i think for all those reasons you know you could check out allulose.org for more info I, I believe that's how something like magic spoon is able to get to three grams of net carbs which is amazing because cereal is just overloaded with sugar i would love it if you could share my newsletter my podcast with your twin flames, your Starcross ex lovers, your cult family and cult followers, whoever it may be, I think they would enjoy it. Remember, it's a great way to spend your weirdness points and invest your weirdness points so that your circle is more and more familiar with weird ideas so that when you have something weird you want to share with them, they're going to be more open to it. At least that's my hypothesis. Thanks for listening this week. And remember, you could always check out the website at h-i-p-p-i-e-c-r-i-t-a-l.org. So that's hippiecritical.org and slash newsletter for the newsletter. Thanks, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of The Hypocritical. If you want to get your weekly dose of weird, sign up on hypocritical.org dot org slash newsletter 
It's where I share new trends and dig up gems from the spiritual realm, mystical practices, and beyond. You can sign up for the newsletter there or check back on this podcast that you're listening to for weekly audio editions. Please share it with everyone. Share it with your cult family and members, with your twin flames, your Starcross ex lovers. If you got value out of fun roundups like this, then I think your community would love it too. So share it with them. That's the highest honor you could pay me. And if you dig what I'm doing, please rate my podcast, Five Stars, on iTunes and everywhere where you listen to. It actually goes a long way of helping my podcast get discovered. So it's not just some fringe. Mystical little podcast just like floating out there and you know not getting discovered. We would like more people to discover this, giving it a review and,、uh, and some comments and sharing with your friends. That's the most powerful thing you, you could do to help me out. More than money, not gonna ask you for money and、uh, not gonna sell you jade eggs. So <laughs> I'll give you that. Thank you for your support and keep listening. <laughs>